What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. going on peeps welcome to episode 76 of the fretzelmania podcast that cena promo so you know what that means we got a big big debut on our hands not only is it the debut of john cena not only is it the in-ring debut of the deacon batista but also the formation of a truly historic faction. That's right, the Un-Americans. All that and so much more this week on Fretzelmania. And welcome everybody to episode 76 of Fretzelmania. I and Mr. Fretz, and this week, holy smokes, we got a crazy episode of SmackDown to go over from June 27th, 2002, almost 20 years to the day that I'm recording this. Uh, this ain't going to be out until about the second, third week of July. I don't know when, but y'all know I live on a beach. It's tourist season. It's currently the almost third whatever fourth second day of summer so i'm about to get into the busy season with tourists and working you know six days a week this week is seven and not a lot of time to watch stuff for the podcast priorities so i figured i would get a a few recordings out of the way here so if there is any late june flavored references in these shows uh that will be why i did this a little bit last year as well during the the busy times if you will so from the all state arena in chicago illinois it is smackdown you know june 27th 02 and we get a tease for the main event between hulk hogan and chris jericho this is about a week out from king of the ring where kurt angle made hulk hogan tap now i know in the past i said that i would be reviewing this show but at least right now i'm not going to maybe later on i'll do it retroactively i was gonna go do it with uh you know with a guest maybe nate but you know i was in the middle of getting ready to move and then moving and then getting what i need done to uh get settled and i'm sitting here in the 
new Fretzelmania Studios. If there's any kind of echo type deal here, I apologize. It's just the way my my bedroom is designed, and I'm loving it. I'm here. Oh, Mama Fretz is uh, stepped out to an appointment. I got the uh, Fretzelmania mascot, that being uh, my cat Herbie. He uh, he was my late father's best bud. He's an old boy. Herbie's a good boy. And if I shook his little treat box right now, he'd come around him. But I already spoiled him today, and he ain't already getting spoiled more. Opening this show is Vince McMahon, and I'm just going to brush past the whole Vince McMahon, you know what's going on here. You want to listen to the news portion of wrestling podcasting? Then look no further than my good brother, Zach, from the YLP podcast, who, you know, kind of dissected the whole thing just a little bit. I haven't finished listening to his entire uh, thing on it as I said not a lot of time to watch record listen what have you but we go on and also Fretzelmania IF with the retro stuff the odd uh, time you hear me talk about the modern maybe I'll preview SummerSlam because money in the bank looks like straight doo-doo maybe I'll talk about Forbidden Door which is this coming Sunday but I'm I'm not gonna buy it right now I might just catch a replay of it <clears throat> legally, and go from there. McMahon opens the show here and introduces Kurt Angle, who at the King of the Ring made Hulk Hogan tap to the ankle lock. The ankle lock was in for seemingly an eternity, and then the Hulkster had no choice but to tap out. And this is still headgear, Kurt Angle, at least for now. And Kurt is, you know, doing the whole classic heel thing. And of course, on my desk here, I am looking at a Kurt Angle bobblehead that I got at WWE Niagara Falls. And if you actually remember that store, hit me up. I wish I still had my t-shirts that came from there, but time tattered them good. Kurt Angle is still mad about the disrespect that he's been getting from the fans despite being on a great roll as of late. Uh, Hogan chants are raining through the All-State Arena. Kurt Angle, of course, doing the classic heel thing of, I don't suck, you do. And then he removes his headgear and embraces being bald. And if you excuse me for embracing the caffeine to get through the rest of my day here. And Kurt Angle says that none of you can ruin my mood today. You know, I made Hulk Hogan tap. I got a shot at the WWE Championship coming up. I'm on a roll. And I want to show someone what ruthless aggression is all about. So I am issuing an open challenge to somebody new, to somebody I have never wrestled before. And maybe I'll take it easy on you. And then out comes a debuting John Cena. Now I'm going to have a full circle moment here. So Nate, prepare your shot. This coming Monday in, I think it's Laredo, Texas. I think I've, no, I've been to, I've been to, 
Amarillo, Texas. That's right. Yeah. And uh, nice, nice little town. John Cena is going to be making his comeback. Many are speculating that it's to face Austin Theory for the U.S. title, which I'd have with that. I'm good with that. And maybe this is a little bit of a fantasy book going on here. Forgive all my cybergs. You know I do this by now. Maybe Cena chases the, the world championship. Chases that record. That Ric Flair record, if you will. Out comes Cena, face-to-face with Kurt. This is a rivalry that we'll see plenty of in the coming years. Who the hell are you? John Cena. He's like, okay, John, yeah. And you all know this promo by now. I mean, if especially if you listen to the Ruthless Aggression podcast, shout out to those guys, and the UK variant, the RA Era podcast. Again, shout out to the good brothers across the bond, pond there as well. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can come here and face the very best? Ruthless aggression. Deck right in the face. And we get right into this match here where John Cena does a backdrop, a bunch of clotheslines, a stinger splash, and then that sets off the Olympic gold medalist. Takes the future doctor of thugonomics to suplex city. John Cena has several near falls here, has a bunch of hope spots, including a flying forearm, a spine buster, and then Kurt Angle lifts up the man for the angle slam, but is reversed into a DDT for another near fall by John Cena and a power slam. And then Kurt Angle breaks out the amateur level move here where he looks like he's going for some kind of butterfly lock or something it, it, it looks like he would have locked the man into cattle mutilation but i don't think anyone knew what that was in 2002 american dragon wasn't busting that out in ring of honor yet was he who's doing ring of honor reviews right now hey um kyle apron bump guy let me know if he's been breaking out the cattle mutilation in mid 2002 shout out to to the apron bump as well give them a listen i've been on there a couple of times and kyle's been on my show a few times as well and a double underhook pin by the olympic gold medalist and kurt angle barely squeaks out a win over this debuting rookie i wonder how that guy turns out we're just gonna have to wait and see john cena goes for the handshake tries to be a good sport here kurt angle just walks off denies the handshake backstage john cena meets the SmackDown locker room who give him a pat on the back and then is face-to-face with the WWE champion, The Undertaker, who is still kind of pushing towards being a heel at this point in time, but there's a certain ladder match coming up that I actually already went and reviewed that is going to change things for the dead man a little bit here and taker shows john cena some respect you know asking who he is it's like john cena huh good job handshake and you know kidman rikishi farouk they're all there you know giving him giving him the rub if you will coming up next for the smackdown nope the wwe tag team championships because at this point in time they are the sole property of the blue brand the champions, Billy and Chuck. 
defending against the team of Hardcore Holly and the Big Valboski. And yes, I still love the You look so good to me. That theme just, it fucking slaps peeps. I'm not going to lie here. And tonight, SmackDown is brought to you by 7-Eleven, Greyhound Bus, and Blockbuster. My god, I miss Blockbuster so, so much. Another sideberg here, huh? My alma mater, my cop, my... My college, Emmanuel Bible College in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, was a block away from from a Blockbuster video. And in that same plaza, we had City Pizza, large walk-in pepperoni for five bucks, perfect for broke-ass college students like me, a bulk barn, you know, you get your big bags of gummy bears or big bags of pretzels or fretzels, if you will, and you get everything that you need in that little plaza. So... Order your pizza, go rent your movie, bolt to the bulk store and get your get your big bag of nuts, giggity, and on Wednesday, student discount day, use your student card and seniors discount day, so that as well. It, it, it came in real, real handy. Blockbuster was the absolute best. Chuck and Val start this show by uh, slapping meat. This is the uh, meat slapping majesty meat slap of the night okay uh, don't know if i'm going to use that one again that was fun holly with the best drop kick in the biz followed by what could be the second best drop kick in the biz with billy gunn and uh billy and bob here they they know each other when it comes to tag team championship matches let me take you back to uh, Royal Rumble 1995, where the, the tag team championships were upheld due to some kind of injury to one of the guns who were the champions leading into it. You get the tournament finalists, Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka from the Million Dollar Corporation, going up against the 1-2-3 Kid and Bob Sparkplug Holly. And yes, this is the match... That set up the main event of WrestleMania 11 between Lawrence Taylor and the Beast from the East himself, which is one of the worst WrestleManias of all time, and no, I am not reviewing it. So they faced each other in, in the next night on Raw, because the new champions, Holly and the Kid, got to go up against the ex-champions for reasons, and then... The Smoking Guns would hang on to the titles until WrestleMania 11, where they dropped them to Owen Hart and Yokozuna. Yeah, so long story short, they know each other when it comes to tag team championship matches and hardcore championship matches. If you remember the clusterfuck that was WrestleMania 15, my first live WrestleMania on pay-per-view, they were in the triple threat match for the hardcore championship, and then Holly is worked over for a good portion of this match before the big Valboski himself gets the hot tag. Val with a nice neck breaker and a mwah, double A prime cut spine buster on Chuck. And then, like every billion Chuck match here, we have the hairstylist Rico causing a distraction, allowing Billy Gunn to nail the famouser on Val Venus. And the champs retain. 
we see one of a few previews of an upcoming special on UPN called Divas Undressed. And no, it's not what you think it is. If you remember around this point in time, a lot of the <clears throat> Divas VHSs and DVDs were just... They were the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and nothing more. Just, if I can be frank, for younger people at the time, that would have been uh, spank bank material, if you will. And if you want to actually hear someone actually review this, then look no further than the R.A. Era podcast. Uh, just, just search for them. You'll be able to find them. It They went over this in detail, and it's... It's kind of funny. And they're going for the prestigious Golden Thong Award. And no, it's not the Women's WrestleMania Battle Royal trophy that wound up looking like a vag. No, it's it's an ass. A literal ass. And Tori, Nydia, Stacy, they're all in this. They're backstage. They're whatever. And then Nydia's chewing gum. And is meeting up with Tajiri, who is tagging up with Jamie Noble, the cruiserweight champion, later in the thing. And he's like, hey, girl, hey, yeah, yeah, why don't you give him a taste? So, Nydia plays tonsil hockey with Tajiri, and I think her gum ends up in his mouth. Fucking gross, man. That is so, so unsanitary. It, we're implying here that these these two are swingers. And there's going to be a thing a little later. I think it's next year when there's a feud with Billy Gunn. Yeah, it is next year, yes, because Billy's taking with Chuck. Or there's a whole swingers implication going on here. And uh, Triple H, there's a video package backstage here. Triple H is has been injured by The Undertaker at the King of the Ring, had elbow surgery, and he'll be out for two to three weeks. And then Hulk Hogan arrives backstage, and this is where I will take a quick commercial break here, folks, where you will hear a little bits and bobs about the goings-on of Wrestle Attic Radio. So stay tuned. When I come back, we have the formation of one of my absolute favorite factions in wrestling, the Un-Americans. Ruthless Aggression. Two words that define the better part of WWE's modern era. Wouldn't you love to take a time machine back just to relive those memories? Well, now you can, because it's Friday, and it's time for the Fretzelmania podcast right here on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And welcome back to Fretzelmania, folks. And this portion of the show is brought to you by our merch store. Link is in the description Below June, the month that I'm recording this in, is Pride Month. And for Pride Month this year, Russell Attic Radio partnered with Protect Trans Lives, including a great design by our lovely Queen Bee themselves, VK Murphy. All the proceeds go to Protect Trans Lives in, in North America. It is a great cause, and uh, yeah, go for that. And as well, while you're on our merch store check the Fretzelmania collection the Kings of the Rings collection 
the YLP collection, and so much more. We got your t-shirts, we got your hoodies, your tapestries, your face masks if you still need them for your doctor's appointments and whatnot. We got mugs. We got lots of great stuff on there, folks. So head on over there. And while you're checking our link tree on addict underscore wrestle on Twitter, join up our Discord page where we just shoot the shit about everything. Share memes, share a laugh, share our lives. And check out our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash radio. There's a lot of back catalog exclusive content there. I might get some stuff coming up in the fall. We're just going to have to wait and see now. On to the rest of the show. And now, the Stacker 2 Burn of the Night, brought to you by Stacker 2. We swear we're not Ico Pro with a new label. Lance Storm is anti-American. Lance Storm cuts a promo saying that, uh, that Americans are prejudiced against Canada and every other country who is not them. And this heat is capitalizing on the uh, the post-9-11 patriotism that was very evident and very rampant during this time. And I'm going to tiptoe around this. You know, y'all know I'm Canadian. Now, Americans, I'm mostly okay with you guys. Some of you guys are a little weird, but we also have said weirdos in Canada. Trust me. I know a handful of them, so we move on. Lance Storm challenges any American. On behalf of Canada, I vow to accomplish what you want me to. I will beat any American in the company. Out comes the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Rutrow, Lance, what have you done? Then Mark did some big strong boy stuff with... A big dumbbell. I don't know what this was. This was like some world record setting dumbbell that he lifted over his head. And then into the match where he is outpowering Lance Storm. Where he goes for all the power spots, clotheslines, whatnot. Locks in the bear hug, but Lance fights out. Eventually, Mark Henry misses some type of big move. Storm goes for the springboard dropkick and the super kick. And wins! The impact player from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The the boring one, if you will, wins this match. And out comes Christian, a fellow Canadian from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, applauds Lance Storm. So we're seeing we're seeing a new anti-American faction here, and the heat they get at this point in time, I mean, we are yeah, it gonna get ugly, folks. I'm gonna warn you here right now, and I'm gonna try and, you know, be gentle about it, because I am a proud Canadian, and I love the Canadian heel gimmicks. You know, the ones we had in TNA, the one we had in WCW in 2000, and this one, because, you know, because Canada. <laughs> Duh, that's why. Taker arrives backstage, and now the Slam of the Week is brought to you by Eight Legged Freaks starring David Arquette. And it's the ladder match challenge 
by Jeff Hardy on Raw, who just had a belter of a singles match with The Undertaker. Taker beats him down, and then Jeff's like, no, I'm not done with you, dead man. Not done with you by a long shot. I challenge you for the championship in not just any match, but a ladder match. Check out my archives if you want to hear my review of that crazy-ass match. I think I had someone on there. Did I have Nate on that episode? I think I did. Anyways, Taker has an interview backstage here, addresses The Rock, saying that he is the WWE champion. That there on that belt, that nameplate, that's my name. That makes me the champ. No shit, Sherlock. And no other man can lay claim to it. Again, yes, obviously. He beat Triple H. And where does The Rock think that he can come in here and get involved in this match? We saw a rock bottom taker at King of the Ring that almost cost him the title. Remember to stay hydrated, kids. Stay caffeinated and stay hydrated as well. And the winner of this ladder match next week is uh, going to be challenged by Kurt Angle. You know, he mentions Jeff Hardy, talks about The Rock returning on July 11th, saying that I'll beat him and make him pay, you know, send him back to Hollywood, some kind of stuff. And I think, you no, know, Kurt Angle comes in here and says, I'd like to challenge the winner of the ladder match next week. And Taker's like, hey, why, why put off kicking some ass next week when I can just do it right now? Uh, oh no, no take. I just had a tune-up match. A tune-up match, Kurt? You almost got beat by a damn rookie. I'll take you on anytime, anywhere, anyhow. We have yet another Divas Undressed bit here. I, I just skipped it because, I mean, they're just showing off what they might wear at this glorified... I don't know what the hell to call this. Test versus Rikishi. And this is our next match here. And the the Haas battle that was Test versus Brock Lesnar is referenced here. Because that was just... You want to see Meat Slapping Majesty? That is Meat Slapping Majesty. That match is... Mwah. It's a chef's kiss. It's just two lads bouncing. You know where I'm going here. There is a Bunzai right into Test's knees, and my lord, that's got to break a couple of kneecaps and breaks Kishi's balls as well. Test with a nice clothesline. Rikishi does that Rikishi spinning bump that he always does. There's a ref bump in here. I think Test is shoved into the referee and is disqualified for a judgment call? For, for something? Because Test is sailed into the ref, and the ref just says, nope. And we see another Canadian being screwed here. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Stink face, and then Lance and Christian come out to the ring here to recruit Test? Why do you not save the man from getting a smelly bum in the nose, huh? So backstage, we have Hogan and Vince foreshadowing a match that we're going to see in about nine months' time. Ho not Hogan, Vince brings up Kurt Angle winning. The pain in your ankle. It looks like you were going to cry or something. 
and Vince says that as the man who personally built Hulkamania, I'd hate to see you tap out again. And, you know, Hulk Hogan is just, he's, he's holding it in, right? He's holding in the Hulkamania. He's holding in the hulking up. He's hold, he's holding in the hulking rage because you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Wait, that's a different Hulk. One day, Vince. One day. Sounds like every 80s cartoon villain in the history of cartoon villains. Backstage, Test, Lance Storm, and Christian are complaining about the prejudice that's been going on from the Americans in the WWE. Calling every American's prejudice, saying, America sucks. Capitalizing on that patriotism and capitalizing on that white-hot heat that they're going to be getting not long from now. Now, around this time, in the summer of 2002, I joined the WWE.com chat room. My username was J or something in that regard, and I got so many nasty messages from some of the users, and it's like, oh, you're an American? Guess what? This sexy mama Stita doesn't like you. And I'm thinking like, okay. I don't see a picture of you, so I can't judge. Anyways, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Jamie Noble and Nydia. No, Jamie Noble and Tajiri with Nydia versus The Hurricane and Billy Kidman. Jamie Noble is the new cruiserweight champion and the king of the trailer park. And this match here is just your standard cruiserweight tag team action here. Here come the cruiserweights. The chokeslam is denied. And then a double choke slam is denied into a double suplex by Jamie and Tajiri. The Hura double bulldog is then <clears throat> is then done by the superhero Billy Kidman. Hip tosses the Hurricane onto Tajiri in some kind of tag team tope swantani kind of move. The heels work over Kidman. Tajiri locks in the tarantula. Or Tornado DDT is reversed into the BK Bomber. And then the Hurricane is hurra-tagged in here for a hurra-chokeslam. And then off the top rope comes Kidman with the Shooting Star Press to pin Tajiri in this match. And once again, here come the women to parade around in their lingerie or bikinis or or something here previewing once again divas undressed on upn because you're just hammering this special home that you used to get these on vhs like i think for my 14th birthday got sable unleashed or something it was just sable talking having matches and then doing swimsuit shoots all right whatever backstage Mark Lloyd is with Chris Jericho, who injured Edge's arm. What's with these arm injuries going on in the, in the Fed lately? And then he vows to do the same to Hogan. We then see a vignette. Rey Mysterio is coming to the WWE, and that's going to be a couple of weeks away in the timeline, so get ready. And speaking of get ready, we have the in-ring debut 
of Deacon Batista and Reverend Yvonne going up against Farouk and Randy Orton. And if you want to talk about a full circle moment here, Nate, you might as well pour a double shot here because we got Randy Orton and Batista, the future members of Evolution, sharing the WWE ring together for the first time. And Taz asks, who is the strength coach at Devon's House of Worship? That's funny. You ever see you ever seen those um really jacked up Christians who are like they're super huge and they're jacked out about Jesus and doing yeah that that's what this whole bit reminded me of just a little bit here and Michael Cole is going to tell us how to get a free shop zone catalog after this match. Oh you poor suckers, you do that and you join the WWE's mailing list for life. But I low key wish that I did back in the day. Devon with a really nice drop kick. Randy comes off the top rope with a Rick Steiner Bulldog. Doesn't quite get all of it, but enough for a near fall. Devon lands a DDT. And then finally, Batista blind tags in this match here. Starts going up against Randy Orton. Huge clothesline. Huge spine buster. And just like that, the Deacon and the Reverend win. This is but this is our first look at the man who would become the animal, Batista. Except if you've been watching OVW TV, which if you did in 2001, 2002, let me know. Because I want to get in to some of that. Because OVW looks, looks kind of fun. And then we have the main event. Hulk Hogan versus Chris Jericho. And Hulk Hogan's ankle is the story of this match. We see clotheslines, backdrops, 10 punches by the Hulkster. Chris Jericho nails a low blow, goes for the cocky cover. Hulk Hogan hulks up, does one, two, three, boot, Jericho ducks. Locks in the walls of Jericho, hits a lion salt, but once again, Hulk hulks up. And as he is in the middle of the hulking up, Chris Jericho brings in a chair and is disqualified. And then we see Chris Jericho's Y2J countdown clock. The 5, 4, 3, and the pyro. And we see someone with long blonde hair do, you know, the Chris Jericho back to the audience taunt. It's Edge. It's totally Edge. Turning around, and yes, it's Edge doing the pose, coming into the ring here to the defense of the Hulkster, lands a spear, and helps Hulkster to the back. Edge and Hulk Hogan. That's a tag team that's going to be a thing. So, And that's going to be next week on the show. Billy and Chuck defending the tag team championships against Edge and his childhood hero, Hulk Hogan. That is it for this edition of Fretzelmania. Thank you very much, everyone. For listening, please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. Follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. There are links to our Spring Store, our Patreon, our Discord, all in the description below. Have a good one, folks. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will... Will it be July 4th or will it have passed? I don't know. I don't know when this is going to be going out, but have a good 
holiday weekend, or I hope you had a good holiday weekend, whether it was Canada Day, uh, whether it was Independence Day. Have fun. Be safe. Be good to your fellow human. And hey, I know I'm dusting off an old coconut here, but keep wrestling real. Oh, by the way, <laughs> listen to the rest of us on Wrestle Attic Radio, the Kings of the Rings podcast, streaming on YouTube and Twitch every Wednesday night. The Young Lions perspective every Saturday, kicking off your weekend with all the news that is fit for Zach to talk about. And I can't forget his return to Wrestle Attic Radio, my good brother Nate, the effing great with Brace for Impact. A little bit of modern, a little bit of retro, TNA Impact Wrestling Chat. It's uh, good to have you back on here, Nate. And yeah, have a good one, folks. Peace out.